Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Divine Links Ministries. I am Lee Massey. And I am DA. I'm over here uh, just going to chime in whenever necessary. And it's always going to be necessary for DA to chime in. (laughs) All right. Anyway, um, so we're going to start off with a word of prayer. And we're going to go into what we're going to be talking about. All right, God, we just, Father, we just come before the name of Jesus. Thank you for another opportunity to spend time in your word. We ask that you just give us ears to hear and a heart to receive what you're saying. Uh, Let us not be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word, that you be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so we're going to get into it. And what we're going to be talking about today is um, how to be careful that you're not deceived. So if you look in the Bible, it talks a lot about in the last days, how there's there's going to be this great deception and there's going to be false Christ and uh, things of that nature. So we're want, we're going to just talk about ways that possibly we can be deceived. All right. So, um, and the, what I'm going to go over first of all is first Timothy four, one, it says, but the spirit says some will fall away from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. So when you look at that scripture, it says that they're going to be people that fall away yeah, because right now there you notice that they're talking about uh, once saved, always saved. A lot of the churches that once you're saved, you're always saved. It's locked in, but that scripture automatically shows you that once saved, maybe not always saved, because uh, it says there's going to be a great falling away from the faith. And so, uh, with that falling away, yeah, I think if you're truly saved and you're truly God's. Maybe you won't fall away because you are locked in. But a lot of people that confess and profess that they're Christians, um, they might fall away. They might be in that fall away category. Exactly, because you think about it, that um, that some people say they're Christians, but you look at their lives and you're like, wow. I mean, they're casting out demons. They're doing that. I've seen people cast out demons and um, heal the sick. I mean, really, I have saw that. But at the same time, I've saw their lives don't line up with what they're doing. And you're like, oh, God is using them. But at the same time, God is using them. They still need some character building and some character. uh, uh, They have all these character flaws. God will use anyone that's available at the same time. It's up to you to make sure that you are pruning yourself, that you are allowing God to prune you and correct you because people don't like correction. And I've noticed that most people do not like to be corrected. When you, when I say something to some people, they'll look at me like I'm crazy. Like, who are you to tell me? But it's not that I'm correcting them in a negative way. I always try to be, do it in love. And yet still people get offended. So a lot of times we have to, um, be able to be lovers of the truth. Yeah. And the lovers of the truth mean that whenever somebody corrects you, it's okay. You don't get upset. What you do is you examine what there is, what they're saying true. And then if what they're saying is true, then you, uh, correct yourself. You know, you ask God to give you that ability to, uh, to get rid of the things, uh, that's keeping you and holding you down. Yeah. Because we, um, we do need correction from each other. We need in love. We need somebody to tell us, Hey, no, you know, maybe you shouldn't have yelled at that person. I know that, uh, she got your money, you know, she kept some of your money, but the way to do it was you handled it wrong. You have to handle it in love. Everything you do, you know, and, or if you're seeing somebody cursing and constantly, um, uh, 
you know, doing all kinds of things that are just bringing a reproach to the name of God out in public, uh, you, you, it's okay for you to go and talk to that person in love and say, you know, um, especially if you have the opportunity and you know that person, it's good to just tell them, you know, now if you can't go up to perfect strangers and start talking, maybe they might, that might not be a good thing to do, but people that you know, people that you know, love God, that they just maybe are erring just off a little in something you can. So it's up to us as the mature Christians to restore people in love, to restore our brothers and sisters. But in Mark 4, 17, it says, it talks about, um, how people were get, how people fall away. And three things it says, the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of the flesh. And it says, uh, and also, and also they're offended. And that's the number one. It said, like we were talking about, they get offended easily. And when someone gets offended easy, you have to check yourself. Every time I get offended, I always say, God, forgive me. I have to, I have to check myself because I get offended. If I get offended with somebody when they're trying to tell me the truth, then I'm checking myself. I'm not checking them. I'm just saying, okay. And I'm learning to watch the attitude and allow myself to be corrected. If they're wrong, then, you know, so be it. But my attitude is everything. The way I handle things is important. And I can't allow offense to, to stop me from listening to someone. Yeah, sometimes you say, oh, I like the way he approached me. You know, he, he stepped to me like, you know, who he think he is. You know, he can't talk to me that way. But at the same time, listen to what they're saying. Because in the Bible, it says if... Uh, uh, agree with your adversary quickly while you're in the way with them. So, and that means that, you know, whenever you see uh, when the devil comes approach you, you bring his people and say, hey, you were wrong. You did that. Hey, that wasn't uh, uh, that that wasn't right or whatever, whatever, whatever. And it might not be a Christian. You have to be able to agree and say, yeah, I was wrong. And I do apologize. And, you know, I'm going to go to God and I apologize, to, you know, and I repent for the way I, I, I acted or I reacted. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes we, um, the God will use the, the enemy to tell us, you know, to show us things and, and it's embarrassing whenever they ha- he has to, I remember I did something I shouldn't have done. And my supervisor said, you know, you did this and that. And I'm like, yeah. And then he goes, I would have thought you as a Christian wouldn't have done something like that. And I, I, I realized, wow, that, that was embarrassing. Cause I had to really, um, check myself in that moment. I realized Wow, I'm bringing a reproach to the name of God. And I really had to, you know, apologize for that and repent for it as well. Um, so, yeah. So and so not only that one of the reasons why we can get um, deceived is because we're offended and we're going to we're going to justify ourselves. So that's number one. And number two, it says the cares of this life. A lot of times there's so much going on in this world. We get so busy. Um, you just say you get a business and all of a sudden you're so busy in that business that you don't have time for God. You're trying to do this, trying to do that. Then you have kids and you're trying to get back home, do the kids, fix, you know, the husband, fix some dinner and all, and you don't have time for God. And it's sad that we can even open our mouths and say that I don't have time for you, God. So those are things, but the cares of this life will consume all your time and suck all your energy and suck all everything that you are that before you know it, you don't have time for anybody, but to go to sleep, you just ready to jump in bed and go to sleep and do it all over again. Um, and that's wrong because we have to make time for God. And a lot of times we have to just cry out, God, help me. Show me where I, how I can do this. We have to cry out to God. We have to ask. That's what he's there for. God is, the Holy Spirit is there to help and lead and guide us. 
into all truth. And we have to know that we have him. He is our resource. He is our everything. And we have to go to him because the cares of this life will, will suck your very life from you if you don't, if you're not careful. And it says the seekfulness of riches. Another thing, that's like, again, same thing. You get so involved in the in business and, and all that stuff and trying to make money that before you know it, you might have one business, but you wind up, wind up with five businesses because you're trying to make money. You're trying to get to that top. You're trying to get to where you need to go. And where you need to go is be the richest and most successful person. And that's where, you know, you, your hope is and your everything is in trying to be successful so people will know how great you are. And a lot of times we have to realize, no, it's how great God is. And when he gives, gives us time, we have to use it wisely. Do you know, we have to use, whenever he gives us things, we got to use it wisely, always putting him first and foremost. And then it also says the lust of things, uh, entering in, choke the word of God out. And, uh, and then we become unfruitful. So a lot of times we're wanting so much stuff and things. We see this, we want that, we want this, we want that. And then before you know it, we, we kind of tune God out because it's all about getting what you can uh, and and like uh, 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 Steve, not Steve Green, I'm sorry. It is uh, Milton Green. He say, you know, you get all you can and can all you get. So <laughs> you get all you can and can all you get. So you're constantly just, you know, uh, striving and trying to do and keep and you realize you're never satisfied because the more you have, the more you want. Yeah, that, that's definitely true. The more you have, the more you want. I mean, you see you have a nice car, and then you see somebody else with a nicer car. You know, after a couple of years, you're like, wow, I want that car. And then you see another car. And before you know it, you're constantly, you, you look at your life. You look back. I look back at my life, and I had so many cars because I, I liked the car. Then I, there'd always be something wrong. There'd always be another one to come out that's better. Almost like iPhones. Same thing with iPhones. Every time you have a phone, you see a phone that's better, and then you they bring in another one, and then before you know it, you get you get the next year you find up getting another one. You constantly stay in debt. They constantly keep you in that circle of uh, of staying in debt, staying owing them by because uh, they got something new that comes out. Now I have four cameras. Now I have eight cameras. Now it can walk around with you. I mean, they're gonna keep going and keep going as long as they can keep you in that circle. Then they're good. You know, and so that's how the enemy is. He want to keep you in that circle of life that your mind is not on God. It is on, on doing and getting what you can while you can. Like he said, like she, like uh, Lee just said, getting all you can, can and all you get, you know, so. Yeah, and I, I, you know, that was Milton Green that said that, not me, but I just repeated it. But anyway, <laughs> get all you can and can all you get. But um, we have to learn to uh, be a hearer of the word and um, not only a hearer, but a doer of the word. And I think that deception will come whenever we, um, we're, we're not easily, um, uh, we don't learn easy. We don't, we're not corrected easy. We don't like correction and we will justify ourselves instead of just saying that was wrong, you know? So that's what we have to learn to do that. And then, so we can be also willfully ignorant and being willfully, willfully ignorant, meaning that we can be under, um, uh, there's a pastor and he's teaching wrong, but you like the congregation, you like people, so you stay under his wrong teaching. Or sometimes we can be, we don't know he's wrong te- teaching wrong because we're not studying the word of God for ourselves to know if it's right or wrong. We're waiting for him to tell us what to study. We're waiting for him to tell us, you know, I mean, we're waiting for him to tell us uh, what the word of God says. We never pick up the book, the word of God until we get this on Sunday and Wednesday. 
And then we're studying it. You're not studying it, but listening to the pastor and wanting him to reveal to us what the word is saying. When God, the Holy Spirit is in you, the same Holy Spirit that's in him is in you, can tell you and show you what is, you know, what the word of God is saying. If you'll listen, if you'll spend the time with them, but a lot of times we don't have time. We'd rather wait and let the pastor do all the studying and then tell us what the word of God's saying. We'll let him interpret it for us. No, God wants you to interpret it for the Holy Spirit to interpret it for you so you're not deceived. Because if you're waiting for a man to tell you what God is saying, he might be in error. And then before you know it, you, you're in error because you're following him. So learn to get into that word of God in yourself and allow it to grow you. Uh, because you, it's in the Bible, it says, study to show yourself approval workmen. It need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You have to rightly divide the word of truth yourself and then a man come in and confirm what God has already showed you. That's what it was my pastor. I would always get into the word and learn and God would show me what's going on that week. And then the pastor would kind of confirm it by saying the same thing that God had already shown me. And I'd, I'd love that. And um, I remember there was a hurricane in uh, Raleigh and the hurricane um, rooted up all the trees not all trees, but some trees. But then as we walked out and looked, I saw that some of the big trees were rooted up. It didn't have a lot of root. If you looked at the root, the roots weren't that deep, didn't go deep into the soil. But then these little trees were standing and they their roots must have been deep into the soil. And then some of the trees had a rod in it and it fell over. You didn't know that because it was such a beautiful tree, but it was, it was rotted on the inside. And a lot of times that's our lives that we can... Um, we're like trees, you know, and uh, like God always referred to us as tre- in the Bible, trees planted by water, that the roots are deep and that that word is going to keep the root of God deep. So when storms come our, in our way, that we won't topple over. We, uh, we uh, all that, all that um, rot in us will not be, that rot is just not spending time in God's word and not getting to know God for yourself. So the enemy come in and start taking out stuff and we don't realize it until there's a storm that come. And then we top over and realize, and then people can see, oh, they were rotting on the inside the whole time. We didn't know that. So we have to make sure that we stay in the word of God and stay in prayer. I mean, even if you have to get a, sometimes I just get tapes and I just listen to them. And that those are very important that you get tapes, uh, Bible tapes, listen to them, um, go online. You can get, they have, they have Bible, um, just reading the Bible online. That's good to do that too. But if you don't stay in the word of God, you're going to fail the test every time it comes. And God, the Holy Spirit of God, because he's so gracious, he'll give us these pop quizzes. I remember we used to have pop quizzes. Oh, yeah, I remember those pop quizzes. The pop quizzes were like whenever uh, uh, you thought that, uh, you know, it was going to be the, uh, they, they were, we were going to have a test Friday. But they would wind up, the, the, the uh, teacher would come in on Wednesday and say, okay, put everything away. We're going to do a pop quiz. And you're like, no, no, because you were going to wait till Thursday to study for Friday's test. And, uh, but it, it was, uh, a good to have it because it showed you what you needed to improve in. Yeah, exactly. It shows you what you need to work and study on. And God, the Holy Spirit does the same thing. He sends, uh, tests in our lives to show us where we are so we can correct those areas and get stronger in those areas. So we don't take him as uh, we don't get offended by it. When someone tells us things, we shouldn't get offended by it, but we should work on those areas and not say, well, you, yeah, but you also do that. You also do that. That's not, I mean, that's not going to help you anyway. If you're going to sit there and point at their problems, just say with grace, say, God, do I need to work on this area? God, do I need, and God will show you, but allow that, you know, and just tell the person, thank you for showing me that. 
you know, and they'll be shocked that you're saying that at the same time you grow, keep your mouth shut, learn to be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to rap. That's the Bible say quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to rap. Don't get angry so, so quickly whenever someone says something like that. But, um, right, dear? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And, um, so we have to, um, uh, just know that there are going to be things that come in our lives and we've got to be ready to, um, just, uh, you respond in love and respond with the grace of God. And, uh, let me just give you some verses, uh, second Thessalonians two verses 10 through 12. It talks about, we have to be lovers of the truth. And then in second Timothy three, Verse five, it says we that a lot of times we have a form of godliness, but we're denying the power thereof. So let's learn to not just have a form of godliness. We know what to say, how to say it. I mean, I've seen people, like I said, uh, healing sick people and all that and um, uh, praying for people and seeing them delivered and set free. And then their lives are a mess. And then they haven't uh, worked on their character, character, work on your character, as well as when you're praying for people so that God can use you even more mightier, mightier. Because you don't want to be one of those ones that say, God's going to say, you know, depart from me, I never knew you. But but you're like, I prophesied your name. I cast out demons. I did this. And he goes, I don't know you. We have to work on getting to know him and know what he wants and expects for our lives. And that way we won't be deceived. Um, and also Matthew 24, 24, it says, false Christ and prophets shall arise showing great signs and wonders. So if it's possible. So again, they're going to be, these people, these, this deception that's coming is going to be so strong that it can fool the very elect, if possible. And what it means, he says, is impossible. I mean, that means if you're staying, if you're elected and you're staying close to God, you can't be, you're not going to be deceived because you're going to, you're, you're my, you're in the word. You have the word in you. The word is pouring out of you. You're so, uh, uh, dedicated to doing the will of God that nobody can deceive you. Yeah, like uh, let me let me talk about this. Uh, there is a uh, uh, someone talking about how can you not be deceived, and it's like how you not. I, one of the ways you don't be this, you can't be deceived, is if you, as a uh, child of God, get into that word and get that word in you. Then whenever somebody says anything contrary to that word, you automatically know that they're they're uh, lying, they're in decept, they're in deception, they're trying to, or they're trying to deceive you, because uh. Like the one guy says, you always hear that counterfeiters, they always study the real. They don't study the counterfeit bills. They only study the real bill. And that real bill will show them uh, anything that comes uh, other than what they seen on the real bill. They'll know it's a counterfeit. So the only way you're going to know something is a counterfeit and if something is a deception and it's the enemy is because you're studying that word of God. So whenever they say anything contrary to that word, that you automatically give them, uh, check them and say, no, that's not right. You know, you know, it's not right. Yeah, exactly. Because you know that, that the word of God is true and everything contrary is a lie and it's life in the pit of hell. It's the enemy. So we always know that we've got to stay so close to God, so close that we're under the shadow of his wings and nothing and no one can touch or harm us when we're in his word, uh, in fellowship with him and sharing his word with others and just doing everything we can that um, to show who he is in us and, and what he can do through us. And the last scripture I'm going to give uh, as first is 1 Corinthians 9, 27. 
Paul said, but I discipline my body and I keep it under control lest after preaching, I myself am disqualified. So even Paul thought, you know, if I keep, pre- if I, I have to constantly discipline my body to keep myself from, uh, and keep it under control because after preaching, I can get disqualified. So he, and he was a strong Christian, but he was saying he had to constantly daily beat his body and keep it under control. We have to keep our bodies under control. We got to daily, just spend time as we're daily, begin to just uh, uh, talk to him, pray, uh, worship him. Just daily, we got to find that time. We have to find that time. That's not an option, really, because if we're children of God, we have to have to somehow find that time. Even if you're walking and talking, praying, you need to just find that time to spend time with them because deception is going to be strong. And if we're not in the word, we will be deceived and we don't want to be. And if Paul could say that, how much more should we be able to say, yeah, I got to daily discipline myself because I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to be disqualified in the end. All right. Okay. So guys, we just wanted to share that with you and hope you got something out of that. And just remember, uh, that God is for you. God will do everything he can. He did everything. He sent his son to die for you. There's nothing he won't do for you, but you have to come to him and ask him and talk to him and get a relationship with him so he can speak to you. And a relationship where somebody's just coming and getting what they want from you and leaving, that, that, that's no relationship. That's a, that's a, that's just not good. If that's all you're there for. Uh, one of my girlfriends, that's all her boyfriend was. He was only there for one thing and she had to break up because that's all he was about. And we don't want to be that, do that to God. To only come to him when we need something, come to him when we want something and then, then walk away as though he's nothing to us. God is everything and we need him every day, every second of the day. Just remember that. Okay. And so let, we're going to end in prayer. Do you have anything, DA? No, we, we pretty much covered it all. All right. So. We're going to end in prayer. God, we just thank you for just uh, your word, Lord, that we can become not doer, not just hearers of the word, but doers. Lord, teach us from, uh, keep us from being deceived in these last hours. Help us to get our focus on you. Help us, Lord God, to love you, to serve you, to honor you. God, that we can become so enthralled with you and so determined to do your will that we can speak to you through the day, in the day and the night that we're constantly making room for you, Lord God, so you can have your way in our lives that others can see and know that we're different because we're walking in your, in your light and not in our own fleshly uh, lust. So we just bless you. We honor you and have a, uh, that you be glorified. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have an awesome day and be blessed. All right, have an awesome day, guys.